This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and I'm joined by Brendan Jeffreyon. How are you, mate? Good. Lots to talk about this morning. Lots to talk. Can you just tell me quickly, tell us quickly, what do you do here at TMZ? So I work on the news desk. So we work on uh, gathering all the information uh, that you see on our website and on our TV shows and what we talk about right here. Do I, you do mainly reality sort of stuff or is that just my impression? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of my focus, like all this Vanderpump Rules drama and Kim and Croy, which we'll talk about the, uh, today and... Perfect. Yeah. You're the goat. Whenever I see a celebrity at LAX and their reality star, I'm always like, I'm going to call Brendan and ask all questions. So that's. And that, you ask the right question. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> good. We got a great show today. We got Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez. They're engaged. They got engaged on his big yacht. And um, also, we got Kim and Croy. Uh, well, now Croy uh, is asking for a psych evaluation for Kim. They're going through a messy divorce, and it's, it's a he said, she said. He wants her to get a psych evaluation. And finally, we're going to talk about the singing security guard, the guy who went viral at Taylor Swift's concert. Um, we talked to him at TMZ and we'll, we'll tell you what he had to say. But first, to Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez's story, they're engaged. Congratulations. They're getting hitched on his $500 million yacht. He popped the question and she said, yes, of course, 100%. What a great place to get engaged. Wow. And this woman has leveled up each time. I mean, she was with Tony Gonzalez, who was obviously the baseball player. And she was married to Patrick Weitzel, who's like a huge uh, talent agency executive here in Hollywood. And now she's with Jeff Bezos, Tony, one of the Tony richest Gon men in the world. Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez, sorry. The NFL player. You almost oh, I he had was it. An, I thought he was a baseball player. I... NFL player. I think he played for the Chiefs. Thank Unless you. I've mistaken him at LAX many times. He's a tall, rugged, handsome, handsome guy. He's a massive guy. Yeah, she traded from this to that. It's like Slumdog Millionaire, where she started low. And look, she has got the pinnacle of anyone you'd want to, if, you, if you're a bit of a gold digger, I suppose. It's the pinnacle of any guy you could get. And I'm sure Tony did very well financially. Patrick, we know, did very well. He's worth like half a, he, half a billion dollars. He I runs the, one of the biggest agencies? Runs one of the biggest agencies here in Hollywood. But now she's with one of the richest men in the world. You really can't. I don't think she can go any higher than this. I think this is where she will, <laughs> where she will stop. It is incredible. Yeah, I mean, this story just makes me just go all credit to her. Like she somehow figured out. I mean, yeah, they're probably in love. We we are being a bit cynical. You know, they're in love. They're both getting something out of the relationship. It's fantastic. But man, it's just she's held on to that guy. And now she's got him to to. I didn't realize how long they were together. I didn't realize that they've been together for five years. So they must have really, I mean, I'm sure it was more him that was like, okay, I'm going to really make sure yes. I'm really into her right. before I propose. So now they've hit the five-year mark and uh, he got down on, I'm assuming got down on his knee. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently the pro proposal went down on this massive yacht that he has. Um, they're over there at uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Right. Um, and they're hitting all the parties and she's running around flashing the ring. And oh, wouldn't you be though? What a life. Would, what a life. If you get proposed at like international waters, if they're out there, does that still count? I think so. Okay, good. I, I think checking. so. Just checking. Because yeah, they're, they're at Cairns now, the big film festival. We, we got all these photos of her with this, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an Amazon prime made ring. Like it's, it's, it's 
huge ring. Uh, they're going to dinner with like his sister, and she's out there in a white mini dress. Looks fantastic. They're they're all loved up right now. They are loving the publicity. I feel like every day we come into the office, there's a new set of photos of them out and about, and they're always smiling for the cameras. Um, what I think is interesting here is how much time they spend international. Like, they're always international. He's always on vacation. They're always on vacation, and it makes you wonder, like, if... I, I feel like they're never here in Hollywood, and it makes you wonder if, like, they're going to at some point... Because I think, what is... Amazon's located in, in Seattle. He spent a lot of time in Seattle in his last in his last marriage to Mackenzie Bezos, who, for even for Jeff, Mackenzie Bezos was such a private person. Mm. You don't... E even after she got divorced from him, the only time you hear about Mackenzie is when she's she's very philanthropic. She's always donating like millions of dollars that she won in her divorce settlement from Jeff to charities and all these different foundations. But um, I think for Jeff, this is a, this is a huge uh, change for him because yeah. Lauren and him are so public with their relationship, whereas him and Mackenzie were so private. Like you didn't read about him and Mackenzie's marriage Not or relationship like how we read about Jeff and Lauren. Yeah, he's like come out of hibernation and he's like just going crazy. He's all over the place in all these like tight fitting tops and, and ill fitting shades. He looks good. Do you think she's dressing him? Probably. She. He looks. He's a bit of a nerd loser. You know, like he's he, been dressing really like stylish over the last couple of years. He, he, wondering if she's changed it up for him. Yeah, definitely. But my question is, like, does he ever work? Like, he, he's the richest guy in the world, but you never like see him like clocking in at the office. You it's, have to assume that at his point now, he's probably got a hundred executives right. below him that are making sure everything's running. But yeah, exactly. I mean, when was the last time he visited? Visited the office. Exactly. <laughs> He's always on a yacht. <laughs> he is. Um, last thing, prenup, no prenup. If he's a smart man, he's getting a prenup. Could you imagine if he didn't? Oh, my God. Lauren Sanchez. But I'm sure if, and I'm not, I don't want to say this prematurely, prematurely, but if anything happened and they were to get a divorce, I'm sure she would still get a very nice and settlement she deserves package. It. She deserves it. Yeah. What would he get out of her if they divorced? Not, not a lot. Not very Not much. a lot. But yeah, congratulations to them. It's amazing. Um, it's it, it's just amazing where, where where they've come to. And I, again, I'm still like the fact that it's been five years. Yeah. But I mean, it makes sense. He's yeah. making sure she is the one. Totally. You know. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right, to our next story. Uh, we've been covering this a little bit on the podcast, but Kim Zolciak and Croy Beerman, they're getting divorced. Sorry if this is the way you find out, but they're getting divorced. Very sad. It's getting so messy. Um, to begin with, they both live in the same house still with their three little kids. Um, and they're throwing accusations back and forth at each other through the lawyers. Um, Kim recently said that, uh, Croy 
he smokes too much weed and she'd like to get his hairs plucked to get a drug test. Which what? is interesting because she has also been filmed on sh on the shows and stuff smoking weed with him. So it was a weird one. I think they're just at this point kind of, you know, they're fighting and they're like finding anything they can find to throw at each other through the court system. This exam though that Croy wants her to take, he wants her to take the psychological exam because he's talking about how she has this gambling problem, which isn't a secret. I mean, she has gambled on the show. They used to have this family spinoff from Real Housewives of Atlanta called Don't Be Tardy for eight years. And on the show, there is a scene where she goes to the casino, Croy's with her, she gambles. Anyways, in a short few hours, she ends up throwing away about $250,000. What? At the casino. It's what? on camera. Um, it, it was a part of this uh, part of the show. Um, so her having a gambling problem, she can't deny because it's been it's been filmed and she's talked about it publicly. Well, it now makes more sense, like why their house is being foreclosed. Why I mean, and financial stuff obviously is terrible for any relationship to to withstand if if there's disputes over that sort of thing. And so now Croy is basically saying that the gambling almost masks the the gambling is the symptom of her. He says underlying depression, anxiety, narcissism bipolar and she has ADHD as well. And so she, she does a lot of this gambling sort of stuff and that's like the symptom of all of these different disorders she's got. It's, it's nasty. And what's interesting is in the documents that he filed yesterday, in these documents where he's requesting that she take the, the exam, he includes several pages of her bank statements. And it's, you know, when you look at a bank statement, it says like, this is where you, you know, made the purchase and this is for how much. All of these bank statements are like from a Bitcoin website. Oh, so she's she's I guess what is it? I don't really fully understand Bitcamp Bitcoin, but you basically bet or whatever. Or... Well, it's it's like well, I, I am into crypto actually. Yeah. So this story hits. Um, so she is too. Right. The, the charges are insane. They'll go from a thirty dollar charge, and then the next charge is like for eight hundred and fifty dollars, and they're kind of all over the place. And like I said, it's several pages of these documents of her bank transactions that he submitted in his court filing saying she has a problem. I mean, it it has to be an addiction. Yeah, this this all makes a lot of sense now because, yeah, cryptocurrency is at all times sort of lows right now. It's going really badly. I'm still, as I'm sure Kim is too, I still think that, you know, crypto is going to be a big part of all of our lives. And and so I, I guess you kind of sold that hope. And I, and I still do believe that the technology itself is gonna take over everything. It just makes sense. But a lot of this sort of like the, the way the markets work, and now it's really down in the in the dirt. The whole market. So at one point in time, I was up a lot of money in crypto, and then everything crashed, and you kind of lose it all. And so for her to sort of like not understand sort of like the timing of it all, and to to keep putting in money when you're already on a losing bet, you know what I mean? And is is not wise at all. And you have to remember that. Kim and Croy aren't working full-time jobs right now, right? So she's not currently on Real Housewives of Atlanta. He's not playing in the NFL anymore. So where's she getting the money to sort of... I think she does brand deals here and there and makes some money off of that. But when you have all these kids that you're having to feed and, you know, put through programs or whatever in school and they're probably taking classes and this and that, and then you're paying for this massive house outside of Atlanta... Mm. I mean, that all adds up. And they're not working. I mean, they're not making the money 
that you would need to make, I think, to maintain the lifestyle that they are trying to live. How, how are they possibly living in the same house together while their lawyers fight it out? And... I, I do think it's very messy from what I've heard. It's messy, but again, there's they don't have the money right now for one of them to be able to move out of the house and even move into a rental. Mm. Um, so I think they're holding out as long as they can in the house. I'm sure they're obviously at opposite wings of the house. It's a pretty big house. What's interesting is I've been told by someone close to Kim that she's not going to um, fight this test, this exam that Croy wants her to take. Oh, she, she was going to take it. She's willing to take it, which I think is interesting. It makes you wonder, you know, is she is she accepting internally that maybe she does have a gambling problem, well, a money said, problem? It said in our story, like she acknowledges that she spends a lot of their combined sort of mm -hmm. marital funds on other, like online gambling, she's, I think she's doing sort of like little poker type, or I don't know, casino type games, games you can play. Maybe she's sports betting on, you know, the NFL or oh, come on the Lakers, we could, oh, the Lakers lost, I lost some of my money. I think she's like, yeah, she's obviously got an, an addiction um, and she's also like drinks as well a bit. Like that was always something leveled at her that she drinks a lot of alcohol and she gets, so maybe they're combined a bit as well, but man, what a messy, br this is the sort of show you'd want to see on reality TV though. Them living in that house. I know. Like and what's crazy is, you know, people around her keep telling me, oh, she has no interest in, in filming this for the show or being a part of the show. Um, you know, she's not, it's not like she's reaching out to producers begging, begging to come back right now. Producers I'm sure would love to be capitalizing on this. I mean, it's. It's like it's like the Vanderpump stuff. It is. It's like the perfect time to put cameras up. Oh my god, that's so crazy. But it's but it's sad. I mean, there's there's kids involved, young kids. Um, so one can only hope that they are able to figure out their their problems. But yeah, so. it does seem like every time they each file something in court, it's getting messier, messier and messier. messier. Yeah. Okay, on to our last story. Uh we had the singing security guard, Davis Perigo, uh, on TMZ Live yesterday. Uh, let's just listen to a bit of what he said because he went viral recently, um, singing at the top of his voice at front of the stage, um, while he's sort of supposed to be security guard for the Taylor Swift on stage. So let's hear some of that interview now. It was actually surprising a lot easier than you would ever imagine. I have essentially just filled out a form online, um, showed up the, uh, day of, I had, I had worked the Luke Holmes concert the week before, so I could kind of do like a, a test run for it to kind of figure out how to get the best spots and where I needed to be. Oh but essentially, my God. I showed up, showed up the day of, um, for the Taylor Swift concert and kind of maneuvered my way in a kind of questionable way to get near the stage. Um, <laughs> I won't go into details on that. What is the gig? Yeah. So are you, are you like watching the crowd to see if there's yeah, something essentially, going? Essentially just making sure that like nobody rushes on the stage, essentially making sure like they're not supposed to like be touching the barricade. Like, wow. So he basically took a day's training and then he was front of stage and got to like see like up front like like a meter or two away his his favorite artist it's it's pretty cool for him because he got that experience and also he went viral um but what about the fans who were there <laughs> wanting to be like if i'm a fan of? i would be a little concerned you know if something happened where security actually had to intervene if there was an incident an emergency incident is he prepared for that like what is no the, what is a one-day training entail he's an accountant he's an accountant yeah. by day and like a swifty by night yeah, it is. It is it's scary. A scary. It is like I, 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 we've had incidents, big incidents in the past. Let's say, let's say Astroworld, a horrible, horrible tragedy where there was like you know fans stampeding and just there, there was chaos. And a lot of the 
blame was is is sometimes put on the security guards there about you know because there was just sort of unrest um i if if everyone at the taylor swift concert who was doing security if a lot of them were sort of like just swifties who were just glad to be there and took a one-day training I don't know how you feel safe sort of sending your kids along there to see. You, you just don't, you never know what's going to happen in these sorts of situations. And when something crazy does happen, I hope that well-trained sort of like people who know what they're doing are there to, to help the situation. It also makes you wonder though, now that he's come on TMZ and talked about this so, so openly, it makes you wonder now if, you know, these security companies or the venues will now like crack down on this, you know, are they going to change their their training process? Are they going to vet people more? I mean, it'd be different if he was a volunteer firefighter and mm. wasn't working that weekend, his his accounting job. So, okay, great, <laughs> I can... But Or a police officer or a security guard somewhere else. But to, to be an accountant and be able to get in there... Yeah. And the main reason he's getting in there is so he can see Taylor Swift for free. Because yeah. people are paying like $1,300 at some of these venues for these tickets. He was clearly looking to go viral too. The way he was belting out that song, he wasn't like an average fan. He was like a hard He wanted to be discovered. Taylor Swift fan. He wanted her to... I wouldn't be happy if I was her looking at this footage either. Like, you can't disparage your fans. If you're her, I get it. But, man, you want better vetting. Maybe, maybe in the audition process to be the security guard, you just like... Get them to try to quote Taylor Swift lyrics, and they know too many. Then I'm, you're cut, or yeah, you just you're a fan. Them. You're a, you're too much. Of you're a, a fan. fan ready to go viral. You need to not be a fan of that artist, or or even that sport, or even whatever you're a security guard at. You need to not be invested in whatever's going on behind you. you a look frightening. It's a bit frightening. Is there any artist out there you would take a day course to be the security guard? Get to stand up where he this guy stood up. No, because again. I, this whole situation to me, I get it. You want to see the the concert for free. Mm. You want to be in there, but like when you go to a concert, don't you want to be with like your friends and you're all you're able to share a drink together, have a good time? Yeah, but it might that might cost a lot of money. If I can save a couple grand and also get front and center, I'd pay money though to be able to go with friends and not have to be on the clock. I'd do it for Riri. I'd okay, for, I'd do it for Riri. Maybe, save some money. Yeah, save some money. Get front of stage. You know, maybe like just get out and get a little caress of her, like you know, behind it. No, and then just, have a viral moment. And have a viral moment. It, that's it. Couldn't be easy. It couldn't be any better. That's what I'm going for. All right. I don't know how well I'd be doing security. Have I don't know. Easy. I don't know if I could do it. I for anyone. <laughs> I'm out on that. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Brendan. Appreciate it, mate. And we will see you here, same place, same time, on the TMZ podcast. See you tomorrow.